0: My name is Sister Stacey and welcome to our podcast. This is Broken for God's Glory ministry and every Tuesday we'll meet here to discuss things that the Christian can relate to, our daily struggles and ways in which we can overcome them. Meet me here every Tuesday. God bless you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Broken for God's Glory Ministries. My name is Sister Stacy, and we meet here every Tuesday evening to discuss topics that the Christian can relate to. I pray that you are all doing well in spite of everything that is happening around us. Remember to continue to pray for each other as the effect of our fervent prayer for righteous man availed much. So last week, we looked at social media memes and their implications for the Christian. And this week, we want to look at peer pressure. Is this only an adolescence thing? I want to look at two ways in which I've recognized that peer pressure can affect the Christian. Or how peer pressure affects the Christian. I know that when we talk about peer pressure, our minds immediately go back to our teenage years. We can all remember... Times how many times our actions were influenced directly or indirectly by that of others whether it was good or bad We cannot we all had that experience. So what is peer pressure? Goodtherapy.org states that peer pressure occurs when a peer group exerts direct or indirect pressure on someone to do a certain thing The term peer often refers to people who are within the same environment, same social environment. Peer pressure not only brings about changes in behavior, but also our thoughts, our opinions, and our feelings. So while peer pressure is most frequently used to describe the influence of friends on teenagers, anyone can become a victim of it. Now there are different types of peer pressure. It can be active or passive. Active peer pressure describes a situation where a person tries to convince someone else to do something while passive peer pressure refers to modelled or mimic behaviour. And as a teacher, I can relate to this because we use what is called the hidden curriculum. These are behaviours that we model instead of teaching verbally. And subconsciously, the students will start to follow the particular behavior that we're modeling. So for things like coming to class on time, showing up to class on time, and showing up prepared, those are things that we teach without verbally saying it to the children. So passive peer pressure, sometimes called unspoken peer pressure or unspoken pressure, may be harder to resist because no one is forcing the person verbally to do anything but subconsciously the person find themselves just going along with the crowd in order to fit you. As I, as I as as I as I continue before I even go any further, I want to insert right here that peer pressure is not always negative, it can also be positive in that the person can just align themselves with fruitful thinking people that will eventually produce positive results in their lives. So why am I talking about this today? With the whole idea of the whole matter of wearing masks to church and in the church and persons making a fuss about, will God be able to see us behind our mask? I started wondering about the pretentious or invisible masks that as Christians, we normally wear every Sunday or Sabbath to services. How was God able to, or how is God able to see us behind those masks? You know, that mask, the one that we wear to hide our real feelings. The one that we wear to hide our real struggles. Yes man, that mask. The mask that we wear day after day. And whether or not we want to believe it. The reason why we choose to wear these masks is because of peer pressure. We fear the opinions of others. We fear being the one, the outcast or the one that's the odd one out. And because nobody wants to be the odd one out. So many feel compelled to pretend that they're okay. Even if they're being ripped apart on the inside. No, this is not for everyone. There are some people who will choose to smile irrespective of what is happening around them. But then there are those whose real hurt, their true hurt is being hidden behind broad smiles, pretty dresses and dappa dappa suits. The question now becomes, why would I want to go to the hospital and pretend to be well? Then what's the purpose of going to the hospital in the first place? Why do we go to the spiritual hospital and pretend to be fine, to pretend to be okay? Also, the second one is being active on social media. I've come to realize that many have become monotonous within the body of Christ. They want to look like and sound like Minister XYZ and Apostle ABC to the point that they've lost their own sound. And look to the point that they've lost their own identity, their God-given identity. I heard a leader saying the other day while preaching that if you attend their church, you must walk like them, talk like them, shake your head like them, kick out your foot like them. I, I, and I was like, why? I get what the person was saying. But if I attend any particular church, it is good for me to bear some resemblance of my leader. I assume that this shows that I have had some form that, you know, some learning has been taking place and I've been growing in this ministry. But if we're busy being the exact replica of others, at what point do we start being what God has called us to be? This is how peer pressure creeps in. Persons are being forced to, or let me use a, a, a lighter word, encouraged to act a particular way rather than embracing who they truly are and what God has placed within them. I heard a young woman saying some years ago that we are to encourage unity rather than uniformity. And I personally fear that that's where we may be going now. Teaching people how to look alike or sound more alike, X, Y, Z, rather than being who they truly are. The flip side is also very real. There are those who will look at, at the attention being received by others and try to copy the person with the hopes of, I don't know. Acquiring the anointing or grace on the person's life. I don't know. To further examine this topic, I want to look at 1 Corinthians 12. The history is that the Corinthians were blessed with more spiritual gifts than the other churches that were established back then. And Paul had to send a letter to them to help them to regulate what was happening within the church. Verse 4 says, Know there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are adversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For as the body is one, and had many members, and all the members of the body, of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But God had set the num- the members, every one of them in the body, as it had pleased him. And even, and if they are, let me go again, verse 19. And if they were all one member, where were the body? And no, and now are they many members, yet one body. And you may say, well, this scripture covers a whole lot more than what I'm highlighting. And yes, it does. You would be perfectly correct. But it sure helps us to understand that each member was designed by God to carry out a specific function. The choir is another perfect example for us church folks. As it shows how different sounds are made to complement each other. If everyone is making, if everyone was making the same sound, there would be no harmony. So I say this. Let us desire to operate in the uniqueness that God has called us to. Let us ensure that we are not trying to imitate others. As this this will only take us outside of our God-ordained purpose. Do not allow for peer pressure to take you where God has not placed you nor called you. Because you want to be a part of the crowd. Also, it is time for us as Christians to take off these masks. And stop allowing for the world's view to dictate how we are supposed to feel or how we are supposed to act. As this this will only add more stress on our stress. Peer pressure is real. The desire of wanting to fit in is just human nature and it's real. But like I've always said here, if we're going to be healed, we have to be real. Pretending to be fine when you're not will only prolong your healing process. I'm not saying that to anyone that you should walk around with your circumstances on your face, playing pity parties, keeping pity parties. But be true to yourself, acknowledge how you feel. If you are not fine, you are not fine, and God knows this and understands this. Don't feel pressured into performing that that everything is happy-go-lucky, when in reality, you're actually falling apart. People of God, let us not allow for peer pressure or pure pressure to dictate our operations. Let us just be real that we may be healed as well as let us walk in our predestined paths. The ones that God created for us. We meet again next week Sunday for new mercies. And next week Tuesday for our regular series. Remember you can... Send me a voice message or you can comment below and let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts. Give me your feedback. My name is Stacey and I'll see you again next week. Keep safe.